if they don't remember your message, they're not going to remember you because you didn't have the impact that you needed to have. Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rockstar confidence. I'm Christina Cantors, your host and founder of The C Method Communication Skills Training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Have you ever watched a speaker on stage and afterwards completely forgot what their key message was? Where you've gone, oh, they were a great speaker. Now let me see, what did they speak about again? Hmm, happens to all of us. Now put yourself in the position of the speaker. You've worked really, really hard to craft an amazing presentation. You've worked on building your confidence, being engaging and sharing stories, and you can do all of these things well. But if your message doesn't come through and your presentation doesn't incite action, then you won't make as powerful an overall impact as you could. And this is what we're talking about today. I'm Christina Cantors, here with you for episode 160 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. Now, I have been a bit under the weather recently. You can probably hear it in my voice. I'm at the tail end of a head cold, um, so I won't speak too much on this episode. Um, I probably sound worse than I actually am, so don't worry too much about me. I'll be fine. Now, joining me this week on the show is the very passionate and energetic Dr. Michelle Mazer. As the founder of Communication Rebel, she helps her clients to find their unique message and to craft their three-word rebellion, which is what you'll learn. You'll learn more about that in the podcast. Um, She also helps them to create a speech that incites action as well as create their positioning and pricing because, of course, as speakers, we want to get paid. All her clients have a burning desire to make a difference in the world through speaking. And so that's exactly what she helps them to do, which I love. She also has an excellent podcast, the Rebel Speaker Podcast, which I've been really enjoying. So go and subscribe if speaking is something you want to do more of and get paid to do as well. Now, oh, excuse me. Now, in this conversation, Michelle shares why messaging is so often overlooked by speakers in favor of delivery, as well as why powerful, effective speaking is so much more than simply sharing an idea worth spreading. He's looking at you, TED Talks, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. We talk about how to create your three-word rebellion, which is a short phrase that sums up your key messages. I think catch cries like, make America great again, start with why, or vote yes. Yep, you can create something like this for yourself. And Michelle takes us step by step through this process. So if you want to make a change in the world and get your message out there, or if you're stuck for ideas as to what your message actually is, then this episode is a must listen. Um, Also, get ready for some high energy because both Michelle and I get very excited about this topic. Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com slash Michelle. Okay, let's meet the wonderful Dr. Michelle Mazer. Michelle, you're absolutely obsessed with communication. You have a PhD in communication. You've written a book. 
You have an excellent podcast, the Rebel Speaker Podcast, which I've listened to and I do love. And when you speak on the podcast, you are so passionate and so energized. I can just tell that this is what drives you to get out of bed every morning. Can you tell me, Michelle, where did this obsession come from? So I've actually been thinking a lot about that lately. And I am one of those lucky people who receive their calling like fairly early in life. So I was probably about 15 years old taking my first public speaking class. And to set the picture, at 15, I was awkward. I was shy. I was the super smart girl who sat in the back of the classroom and wouldn't say anything at all. So the, that's very hard to believe. <laughs> well, well, honestly, it's because speech and debate changed who I was and how I was showing up. So that's really the power of speaking. So I took this first public speaking class and, oh, I was so bad. My, I was shaking. My knees were knocking. I was sweating. I spit on the boy that I liked. And <laughs> in the class, I got the gentleman's C, like, you suck, but I don't want to fail you to discourage you. And at the same time where I was struggling so hard with this skill and being visible and speaking my mind, there was this voice in my head that said, this is important you need to master this. So I joined the speech and debate team because that's what you do when you get a C in your public <laughs> speaking class. Do it competitively. <laughs> and of course, that's where I really learned the art and science of speaking. And I did my time practicing and getting better and going to tournaments and losing every single weekend to develop my skills. And eventually that led me to this PhD in communication. And I've always just loved communication. I've loved speaking. I love political communication, mass media. So a PhD was this natural step for me to really dive in and understand the theories and understand how people process messages and what's persuasive. And and this thing about messaging, like you talk a lot about messaging, which we will dive deeper into a little bit later because mm -hmm. um, I know that's what you help people to do now uh, in your business. Yeah. Um, before we get into that, can you define what you mean by message? Yeah. So the message is, well, partially the content that you want to deliver to the audience, but more importantly, it's what you want them to remember. It's what you want them to act on after you speak. Because I've seen so many speakers who they are great on stage and someone will say, oh my gosh, I saw so-and-so and they were so awesome. And then you ask, well, well, what do they talk about? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> and that is the worst case situation because if they don't remember your message, they're not going to remember you because you didn't have the impact that you needed to have. So your delivery was great, but your message is lost. Mm. Is this something you see in a lot of professional speakers? I do. I do. I do. That there's so much emphasis on the performance that people mm. are like, oh my gosh, 
I love this. You're so great. I felt so connected to you. And then the next day, they don't even remember what that person talked about. So especially with motivational and inspirational speakers, that happens so much because motivation and inspiration are fast food and Mm. we eat it and then we forget about it a few minutes later. Yeah. And I do, and you've spoken on your podcast about this quite a lot around how simply being inspirational is not enough anymore Mm -hmm. to get booked or to make your message stick. It has to be actionable. It has to be outcome focused. And because that's what organizations are paying for now, you know, they want to see some ROI on, on what they're, they're paying you. Yeah. I believe in inciting action always in your audience. And I think a really great example of this right now is a professional speaker named Mel Robbins. If you haven't heard of her, you should totally check her out, people, because she's amazing. And her whole platform is built on this idea of the five second rule. And let me tell you what the five second rule is. It's counting backwards from five and taking an action. That is her whole speech. It is her whole speaking platform. And you know what? People use it. They tweet Mm. about it. They Instagram about it. And her message is spreading. Her career has taken off. And it's not just because she's good on stage, but people are using that super simple message to make change in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she So one of her TED Talks was the first, I think the first TED Talk I ever saw. And it was around like the F word, mm-hmm. like saying you're yes. fine. And she's great. She's so funny. Actually, question around that because the, the five second rule, that message of hers came out relatively recently, mm-hmm. but she's been speaking for years and years and years. Yeah. Can it take, yeah. So like how, how much impact like what difference do you think that's made with her having this this five-second rule message compared to what she had before, which was still really great keynotes, really great messages, but it wasn't distilled into this, you know, this three-second, uh, sorry, three-word phrase? Yeah, I think because it was funny. When I first downloaded the five-second rule, I realized that I read her first book, Stop Saying You're Fine. And, mm. and, and that was like years and years ago. And for me, what makes the difference is stop saying you're fine. That's a good title, but it doesn't tell me what to replace it with. It doesn't tell me what the change is. And what I think Mel Robbins has done now with the five second rule, in in my terminology, she's created this great three word rebellion where she's talking about the agent of change. It's so easy to remember the five second rule. Mm -hmm. It causes a lot of curiosity because I remember when I first heard about it, I think I saw something on Facebook and I'm like, five second rule. What is that? And I Googled it because I was so curious to know more. And so I think Mm. she just found the perfect phrase for us to remember the message, to be really curious about the message and find out more. And that's how her career has taken off. And she's become so well known. And it's so simple as well. And you think, how could it, you know, because there are so many things, like so many people, like I have so many messages I feel that Mm -hmm. I want to share. And to think about distilling it into three words is very overwhelming. And I know this is exactly what you help people to do. Yes. Um, 
So tell me about your key message at the moment. So my key message is the three word rebellion and probably the subset of that message is incite action always. But Mm -hmm. how this came about is over Christmas, I had a little bit of a business crisis because I had (laughs) completed a season of the Rebel Speaker podcast and I thought I can't anymore. I can't talk about how to get paid for speaking. I can't talk about selling from the stage. I can't talk about client attraction. I just can't. I'm done. I've done like 80 episodes. I have 300 blog posts. I don't have anything more to say. (laughs) So that was more around, sorry, can I just pause you there? So that was more around the business of speaking and how to get booked. Yes. Yes. And, and it's kind of boring. Like, honestly, it's not that hard. (laughs) So I was finding myself bored and burned out. And I really Mm. went back to another great three-word rebellion, start with why. Like, why did I start this business? And for me, it was because communication changes the world. And so I started going down this rabbit hole of looking at social movements, reading about social movement theory. And I realized that there was a pattern between social movements and these speakers and business owners who were really successful because social movements have their own three words, right? If in the United States, we have the Me Too movement or the Never Again movement for you know gun control in the United States, which is ridiculous mm-hmm. and a totally different topic. But I, I noticed that these messages take off or even something like Black Lives Matter. And then I started looking at you know Mel Robbins and Simon Sinek and I'm like, wow, they have three words too. I wonder if we used social movement theory and applied it to speaking if that would be effective in getting people to their three-word rebellion. And one of my friends and colleagues, a book coach named Jenny Nash, she was instrumental in helping me distill this idea. And then it became this super simple framework where I started using it with my clients and I would ask them questions like, what are you rebelling against? What change do you want to create? And I would have them just free write on these questions and then analyze the words. And we were able to very quickly develop some great three-word rebellions. And I'm like, ooh, I'm on onto something here. Like, this is exciting. And as I started talking about it, people were like, ooh, three-word rebellion. Tell me about that. Tell me more. And it's what I've decided to go all in on because it blends my love of communication, my love of messaging, my love of politics and social movements into one thing. And for me, it's about – my goal is to launch a million rebellions And what I really want to do is help people build a message that is bigger than themselves and bigger than their business. Mm, That's amazing. And I love that you took actually, you had that crisis and you were like, oh, what am I going to do about it? Because that's a that's a scary time. You're going into the unknown um, when you make that pivot and especially like announcing it to your community and your followers and going, this is what I'm all about now. You know, that's a, that's a big step. So 
Well done. Yeah. And it was scary because I'm like, what if I never get a client again? <laughs> what if I'm bankrupting <laughs> myself? And, you know, and honestly, people did unsubscribe because they're not interested in that. They just want to know, how do I get paid? But there are people who are interested in impact and the legacy that they leave and really changing their audience for the better. So what about if you have multiple things that you speak on, for example, like I, I deliver workshops and keynotes, but there, you know, there's a few different ones that I'll deliver and it's all around, you know, building confidence and communicating more effectively and building strong relationships. But is it possible to have one three word rebellion that summarizes all that you do? I think it is. And I think a really good example of this is someone like Danielle Laporte, because Danielle Laporte is known for her desire map, which is a two word rebellion, but it still counts. <laughs> and it's such a unique way to set goals and think about how do you want to feel. And under that umbrella of the desire map and desire, she has created so many different things for her business. She has a book about white hot truth. She has a planner. She has truth bomb cards. So you can find something that is the umbrella that mm. covers what you want to do in your business. Because the three word rebellion should feel expansive. It should feel like Oh, there's so much more I can do. And yes, I want to be mm. known for this specific thing because that is how you get traction. That's why people are attracted to you. But once they're there, you can start introducing them to other ideas, other concepts, and what else you can do for them. Yeah, sure. The three-word rebellion is like the hook that brings people in. Yeah. And then that's what you become known for and that's what helps you to build that brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> so, it. So, Michelle, can you, can you share with us, um, so for someone listening, how can we get started to find our three-word rebellion? Yeah. You mentioned before, you know, what you do with your clients. Would you be able to share a bit with that? A bit about that with us? Sure, absolutely. And if you want, you can always go, I have a – I, I give this free framework away for free. It's over at threewordrebellion.com. But what it takes you through is free writing. So I'm a big believer that our message, uh, the idea that we want to be known for our three-word rebellion already exists. It's out there. We know it's out there, but we are in our own way from finding it. So the mm. process that I take people through is a free writing process. So the prompts that I give are things like, yeah, what are you rebelling against? What ticks you off? And sitting down and just writing out all of the things that tick you off, all of the things that you're rebelling against. And, and honestly, like, I don't like for this, I don't care about your grammar. I don't care about spelling. I'm actually just looking for interesting words and turns of phrase and things that I see you repeating again and again, like looking for the patterns. And then we do the mm. same process for 
you know, what is the change you want to create? Because if you are rebelling without painting a picture of change, you're just rioting. It's, it's no good. You're not going to get people on board because people want to know where are we going? What is the change? So there are questions yeah. like, what is the change you want to create? I want to live in a world where, and then my favorite question that I ask is if everyone acted on your message, what would the world be like? And oh, that's so good. Yes. I love that. I love that question. It's my favorite, favorite question. And then what you do is you go through and you do, you just, you're looking for the action verbs. You're looking for nouns that are interesting, turns of phrase. And then you start creating a word bank, basically, of all of the interesting words that you're finding. And I actually recommend that you do this with someone else because we are way too close to our messages to do this for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we discount so much of what we say as not being important. And after you have the word bank, you can start playing. So I have certain creative constraints for the three-word rebellion. So one is it has to be between two to five words. So I give you a little wiggle room there. It doesn't necessarily have to be just three. It needs to be positive to paint that picture of change and tell people where they're headed. And most importantly, that there are two different types of three-word rebellions. There is the battle cry rebel three-word rebellion where you're commanding the audience to do something. So a great example is start with why or yep. America, make America great again, Donald Trump's campaign slogan was an awesome battle cry that recruited the right people into what he was doing. And then the second type is naming the change agent. So either you're naming the mechanism that causes the change. So like the five second rule is what causes change in other uh, okay. people, or you're talking about the change you want to see created in the world, which is like Black Lives Matter. Like that's that's naming what the change is at the end of this movement. Mm. Um, in Australia recently, we had um, a vote, a campaign and a vote to uh, legalise same-sex marriage. Mm -hmm. And so the campaign that was going around was simply vote yes. Like that's all it was. It was just vote yes. And you would see posters up everywhere and people um, or, and people would wear badges saying I voted yes. You know, so it was all around the yes vote and that, uh, two-word rebellion even, yeah. you know, very simple, but it worked and it was really catchy and everyone knows when you say, you know, vote yes or I voted yes, um, everyone knows what you're talking about. Mm, I love that. Yeah, because our messages don't have to be complex. I think one of the common mistakes we make mm. is thinking that we need to have this like really sexy message. And honestly, like the more straightforward you can be, the more people get it and the more memorable it is and the more likely it's it is going to spread and call in the people that you want to be a part of what you're creating. How many iterations of your three-word rebellion did you go through until you got to three-word rebellion? Oh, wow. So <laughs> <laughs> Many. I mean, when I started my business, I started first talking about the big idea, which was 
close to what I was going for because I was like, oh, the big idea anchors the presentation. It, you know, talks about the change you want to create. It's a way to spread the message. And then everybody started talking about it. And then I started thinking about TED and ideas worth spreading. And I'm like, ooh, ideas just aren't enough anymore. So then when I started mm -hmm. going through, you know, like talking with my friend Jenny about this, we came up with the three word speech. And I was like, that's better and still not awesome. And then finally, I was, you know, sitting on the couch one night and I'm like, oh, my brand, it's Communication Rebel. I should call it the three word rebellion. And it just felt <laughs> so right. And yeah, yes. it was magical. <laughs> It's amazing when you realize that that thing you've been searching for was under your nose the whole time. I know. And honestly, that is what I see for my clients again and again and again, that their three-word rebellion is something they always say, or it's buried in their free writing, like in some run-on sentence, and they just don't see mm. it. Or they think, oh, well, everybody knows that. Or, oh, it's just not important. And it's like, no, everybody doesn't know that. And yes, it is important. This is what your people need from you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so good. Can you give an example of a, a three-word rebellion that one of your clients has, or that you've helped your client come up with? Sure. So one of my clients, her name is Ime Hisu, and she has over 300 food allergies, which is, oh my God. I know, <laughs> like what does she eat? She basically eats like bacon, meat, and vegetables, and that's about it. <laughs> and when she was first navigating her food allergy journey, there was no good information to help her do this successfully. So she was trying and failing and ending up in the hospital because she went to a restaurant and she thought it was safe and it wasn't. And it was just a nightmare for her. And then she realized that there were people like her who were suffering in the same way, that they were getting sick, they were frustrated, they were not getting the help the help they need. And so she really started rebelling against the medical industry for not giving the right information to food allergy sufferers, the food industry for putting a lot of crap in food and even labeling it like gluten-free when it can still actually make people with food allergies sick. And she was rebelling against the isolation people who have food allergies feel because they can't go out to dinner. They can't go to their friend's house and in enjoy a meal because it could make them sick. So her th well her three word rebellion ended up being make food fun again. Because that is exactly <laughs> yep. what she is, wants to do for people. She wants people to enjoy eating. She wants people to feel safe and secure in the choices that they make. And she wants them to have fun. Mm -hmm. Like it shouldn't be such a drag to fuel your body. And so she, we've, we came up with that like four years ago and it's really now the center of her brand. And for food allergy sufferers, it's something that's really resonating. I love that. That's cool. Thanks for yeah. sharing that. So it's been so awesome hearing about your hearing about the three word rebellion, especially like your own journey in coming up with that. I think that's, you know, it's, it's really inspiring to hear that. And I'm going to go and do some free writing, but I'm going to, I've downloaded your framework and I'm going to do a bunch of free writing and see, see what happens there. Cause I've done a lot of 
of my own message searching, but mm-hmm. not with the goal of coming up with three words that I could, you know, turn into that, you know, movement or, you know, create a hashtag and really use it to, to market myself and my yeah. speaking. So um, this has been really helpful. Awesome. Yeah. Couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, this one hasn't, this one's not really related to the the message or, or maybe it is, but I, I know that you've worked with a lot of people and you've had a lot of experience um, in the communication and public speaking space. What do you see as being the worst advice being dispensed in this industry? <laughs> oh, so many things. I'm like, oh, what can I start with? I, you know, one of the big problems I see is that people treat speaking like it's a checklist. And you see that a lot with the content is produced. Seven ways to give a great presentation. And then they just like list this fairly generic device, you know, like, oh, practice and oh, you know, open this way, not that way. And it's, I mean, Mm. it's, well, it feels all the same. And at the same time, not all of that advice can fit a speaker because speakers are diverse and we have our own uniqueness. And what works for one person, like opening with a story, yes, that can work really, really well if that is how you connect best with people. But if you know that you are not like you like to connect with people on the logic and the reasoning, Opening with a story is terrible, terrible advice for you. You will actually fail at that. So for me, one of the things that have, that has always stuck out to me and something that I've taken forward in my business is a Pablo Picasso quote. He says to learn the rules like a pro so you can break them like an artist. And when you know what the best practices are, you can start playing with those best practices and finding out what actually works for you. And for me, that is the most important piece of advice because we are all so unique and all so different and we should be showing up with our strengths and not just thinking, how many ums did I say? And, oh man, I need to have a story and, oh, I have to make them laugh and uh, like all of that advice. You have to choose what is best for you and play to your strengths. Absolutely. I love that. Was there a moment where you realized what your uniqueness was? You know, there was, and it was, so there is a woman named Sally Hogshead and she has, I love um, her. She's great. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. And I remember the first time I took the how to fascinate assessment, I was really, really surprised at what I got. Like I was the maverick leader, which is innovation and power. And in my mind, I did not think I was very creative. Like I did not Mm. think I was a creative, innovative person. Like the power, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see that. Like I do like to lead. I don't have a problem with it. But the creativity part really stood out. And I'm like, and so I started asking my friends and I'm like, do you think I'm creative? And they're all like, yeah, that's a stupid question. (laughs) (laughs) And for me, I'm like, 
Oh, that is something that I need to bring out in the work that I do because I am very good at seeing patterns and combining ideas in different ways to come up with something new. And I think that is something that I bring to my work with my clients is being able to take all of their ideas and and get them to a point where they have something new and different to talk about. So that was totally eye-opening, oh, eye-opening for me. And it definitely changed my, like my company because my company was called Relationally Speaking. Terrible name. But that's what it was <laughs> called at the time. And then as I really started embracing my creativity, my innovation, and the power behind that, that's how I morphed my brand into Communication Rebel. So cool. Yeah, I, I did the, that test as well. Um, and my archetype was the rock star. And it was so fascinating because whenever I start my, at the start of every podcast, I say, hey, rock star, like that's my address to everyone. Mm-hmm. And people, and I write to my, my, write to my email list to my followers, I'll write, hey, rock star. And people write back and say, hey, rock star, like back to me. And so when that came up, I was like, oh my God, I really am a rock star. <laughs> Super cool. I love yeah, it. No, that, but yeah, I, I really love that test and that, and especially around the fact that it gives you that permission to be more of, you know, what it tells you to, uh, you know, to be more of who you are. And I just love that. Um, Michelle, can you tell us a little bit more about the work that you do with your clients? And if people, because you've shared so many cool things today on this podcast, if people want to learn more about you and the work you do, um, where can they go? Yeah. So I live at drmichellemazur.com. And if you want to find out more about the Three Word Rebellion, you can go to threewordrebellion.com. And it doesn't matter if you spell out three or use the number three, you land at the same place. (laughs) You've thought of everything. I'm impressed. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. Right. Well, Dr. Michelle, thank you so much again for being so energetic, energetic, enthusiastic, and generous with your time. Um, I'm sure everyone listening would have got a lot out of this. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. This has been fantastic. Huge thank you to Dr. Michelle Mazer for sharing all her insights on the podcast with me um, and with you guys too. You can find out more about what she does at drmichellemazer.com or simply visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash Michelle. I'll also link up to where you can download her three-word rebellion framework. I'll pop that in the show notes. Um, links, link is in the description of this podcast on your app. I've already started the free writing exercises in that framework and I've been sharing it with my coaching clients too. They've been finding it really helpful. So you should definitely go download it. I'll keep you posted on how I go finding my own three-word rebellion. I sort of feel like the name of this podcast is already a version of a three-word rebellion, you know, stand out, get noticed. Maybe it could be something more along the lines of speak up, stand out. Who knows? If you have any suggestions, I would love to hear them. That would be amazing. (laughs) Anyway, as you go about your day, if you found this podcast valuable, if you found it insightful, then please do share it with a friend or a colleague who you think would also enjoy it. It's the best way to get this podcast um, out there and, and shared. You know, we're almost at half a million downloads. So exciting. I can't wait. We might even be there already. I'm not sure. I haven't checked today, but 
I will definitely let you know next week. Okay, it's time to get me and my horrible croaky voice out of here. (laughs) Thank you for listening, for spending some time with me today and keep on being awesome, rock star. I'm Christina Cantors and I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed. To learn more and inquire about the C-Method coaching, keynote and corporate training programs, visit thecmethod.com.